Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends. Lovely to chat with you guys today about all the things that are creepy and scary. We have a really good topic today. How are you, Kat? I am excited for this topic. I will tell you what. Yes. Fun, fun stuff. Before we do that, you guys need to know that if you join our Patreon before the end of September, so before October 1st, you will get an exclusive... Uh, bonus episode link that will do our bonus episode that we did on EVPs. All the EVPs that I've ever caught. And these are not ones that are featured in previous shows. That is correct. Well, only three of them. There are three of them in these out of the 15. There are three that I have played on other episodes, but... The other the other 12 are completely new and extra spooky. Yes. Let me tell you what. And we go through them one at a time, play it several times, talk about the situation it was recorded in and all that stuff. <sighs> so that one does, I will tell you guys that one does not include very much giggling because I was shook it. <laughs> so if you guys join on October 1st, you will not get that link. But if you join before October, so by the end of September, Cindy, what if I join on September 29th? You will get it. What if I join on September 30th? You will get it. What if I join at 12 a.m. October 1st? Eh. <laughs> you will not get it. <laughs> Access denied. <laughs> you shall not pass. Yes. And the lowest membership is only two bucks and 50 cents a month. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can join at the highest level if you want. Lowest does not matter. If you join before the end of September, we will send you this exclusive bonus episode. And of course, all of our previous patrons that we already have are also going to get a link to it because we don't want to leave out our current patrons. But yeah, you guys are awesome sauce, right? Our favoriteest people. So, Kat, guess what? What? We have so many new patrons. Like, we have legit several patrons to shout out today. Can you even believe it? I can't in the fact that I just made that noise. So, our patrons, I do apologize (laughs) that I just made that noise. But that's the excitement that comes from new patrons. But you did that to her. You you excited her so much that that weird noise escaped from her body. So, (laughs) not to make it weird or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But I just totally made it weird. (laughs) And you'll get even more of those weird noises and extra goofy, silly, funny stuff Along with your bonus episode, so enjoy that. Yes, yes. We have Kara, we have Adrian, we have Christy, and we have Michael. 
What, what? We have four people who like us enough to pay us a little bit of money to be spooky. And I'm about it. it. I love it. You guys are the bomb. Kara, love the name. I hope I'm saying it right. It's C-A-R-A, so I'm thinking Kara and not Kara. But it could be either one. I don't know. Love you anyway, however you say your name. I'm about it. Adrian, awesome. Adrian! I'm sure you get that all the time. Christy, did you like the castle story? Because your name was in it. (laughs) Not on purpose, but we can say it was on purpose. (laughs) And then Michael. Oh, awesome, Michael. I watch a lot of The Office, so I love the name Michael anyway. <laughs> I've ha- I've had a Michael in my past life. Or well, yeah. Yeah, that was a past life. That was definitely a long time ago. He was a pretty cool dude. Cool dude. Awesome. Well, this guy is awesome for sure. Like he is a definite cool dude because yeah, he likes true he's a scary stories. So. Yeah. Exactly. They signed up in September cuz we're in September now, right? I mean, it's it's a, it's spooky season, guys. So guess what they get? Spooky stuff. <laughs> they all get the EVP <laughs> super bonus episode that you only get if you sign up in the month of September, like if you sign up before October 1st. So today, we're talking about cursed objects. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I've been wanting to do this forever. Cindy finally gave in. <laughs> so, cursed objects. Cat has two, I have two, and we are going to do it to it. So the first few that I have, I actually have, I have four total, but three of them are paintings. So I kind of, I, I grouped all those together because I just could not pick between these paintings. I needed it, it, it told me in my soul that I needed to tell you guys about these paintings so that if you ever come across them, run. I'm anxious to hear about them. Turn tail and run. Because I think I know one of them that you're going to talk about. You might know a few feeling. of them. Yeah. So the first one is the Hands Resist Him painting. That's the title of the painting, The Hands Resist Him. And this one, if you just look at the painting, it is creepy as crap. Like, holy, ugh, ugh, ugh. So this painting is by artist Bill Stoneham, Stoneham, is how you spell it out, Stoneham. And it is probably one of the most haunted pieces of art, they say. According to the artist, this painting is a representation of the doorway that connects our world with the world of the spirits. The owners of the painting have claimed that the characters in the picture move or disappear in the night. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at a picture of it and that is creepy. They're saying that those characters move or disappear during the night. I have heard that the little boy moves. So just to give you guys a, a small visual representation before you go look up this image or if, if you forget later, just to give you guys a rundown. It is a little boy and a little girl. The little girl is, is smaller than the little boy and they seem to be standing in front of this glass door uh, that has several window panes on it. 
And behind the children are these very slight images of hands in different positions. And then up towards the top appears to be a moon-like object. And the little girl looks like one of those porcelain dolls, which gives that extra ick factor. And the little boy is just standing there staring straight out. He's not looking off to the side. Mm -hmm. He's not looking down. He's looking directly at the viewer. And so the story goes that sometimes the little boy moves. Sometimes the girl shifts her position. The hands will move in different positions. And sometimes the hands disappear altogether. Mm -hmm. Only at night, though. No. So yeah, that one. That's going to oh, be a hard, hard pass for me. Hard pass. Yeah. Can't. It, it terrifies can't me. Can't do it. <laughs> there is no, the, the owners choose to remain anonymous. They don't want people to know who they are. Uh, and they don't want anyone know, to know where this painting is. I couldn't find any information about where the painting is or who owns it or anything like that. Uh, just lots of stories of mm. what happens with it in the evening time. That's weird. Mm. It looks like that little boy is staring into my soul. Mm -hmm. Like he's just fully staring. And the girl looks like a, a doll that's been propped up on the doorframe to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, weird. she really does. Because like her, her joints and her mouth look... Kind of sunken like a doll's would be, like the eyes yeah. look sunken a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It looks that's freaky. To me, the boy looks like I gotta move my image too. I just I can't <laughs> I can't. I gotta scroll on that one. Um, but it looks like he's gathering my location mm. so that the hands can oh, come geez. across. That's where my brain goes. Too much, too far. <laughs> but it's said to be a window. Like those nice. hands are in the spirit world. I mean, is, I is could what see the that. story is. Yeah. So that just gives me some extra <laughs> shivers. Mm -hmm. Now, my other painting is The Anguished Man. That's mm -hmm. the title of this painting The Anguished Man. And it, the story goes, fascinated by the charm of the anguished man painting. Now, how you can find charm in this painting is beyond me. But hey, you know, to each their own. Sean Robinson inherited the painting from his grandmother, who supposedly got it from the artist himself. That's how the story goes. Mm -hmm. And Sean decided to hang the painting on the wall of his house. Soon after that, Sean and his family started experiencing paranormal events like cracking of the doors in the middle of the night. It's my door. Open <laughs> it was good. Sudden blood-curdling screams from nowhere. No, that's not good. Yep. I know you guys know what that sounds like. Mm. And Sean's wife was like, I've, this is enough. I've had enough. Where is this coming from? And the only thing that had changed was the painting hanging in their living room. So she de decided to do some investigating and found out that the origin of the painting and the artist who painted it, the artist had committed suicide. However, shortly before committing suicide, he 
cut open mm-hmm. his own wrists, mm-hmm. trigger warning to anyone, um, and mixed his blood with the paint that he used to make the anguished man. Yeah, that's the painting I knew you were going to cover. Mm-hmm. Mm. The blood painting. <laughs> so after this, Sean's wife was like, no, I'm done. Move it. Get it out. Sean's like, I can't. It's from my grandma. Like, this is, you know. Why does grandma give that to him? Does she not like him very Probably much? Probably because she was like, I'm done with this now. You can have this. Oh, my god! And so they did end up keeping the painting. However, they did move it into the basement of their house in Cumbria. Hmm. It's not even pretty to look at. No. <laughs> it's not even like... A painting no. where I'd be like, oh, such a bummer that it's cursed and I have to put it in the basement. <laughs> and and ju- again, just to give you guys a, a, a visual image of what this painting looks like, it has a, a bluish black background and a very bright orangish red silhouette of a man's uh, figure from the shoulders up. So you can see a bit of his... Uh, chest, his neck, and then his head. And you can see the outlines of eyes and a nose and then his mouth just open in this permanent scream. Yeah, but it looks like he doesn't have any lips or eyelids. It's just a weird Mm -hmm. form of a man. And there's no hair, his ears. He almost looks like a burn victim. And that is the anguish. Yeah. That is Mm. the anguish of this man. And if you guys have seen Supernatural, like I have the TV show. Cindy, I know you're not a fan. That's fine. I will forgive you. (laughs) Um, You know that body parts, hair, blood, uh, attachments to objects are what causes the haunting. And that shit needs to be burned. (laughs) So I've burned that so fast. Mm. All right, now do you want my third painting or you need a break? No, no, let, you better All give right. it to me or I'm going to chicken out. <laughs> right. So this is the Crying Boy painting. That's Again, that's the title of it, mm. The Crying Boy. The painting of The Crying Boy was created by artist Giovanni Braglin and it quickly became famous. And I mean, this is a very, very sweet little painting. It was mass-produced and found in many homes across Britain, so a lot of people had it. However, soon many of these homes mysteriously caught fire. The crying boy was a pyro maniac. Mm -hmm. The most disturbing part of the entire incident was that no matter how how severe the fire was, the painting was not damaged in any way, shape, or form. But these were... Not the painting itself. These were like it was not the original. These were all reprints. Reprints. Okay. Yep. So even the reprints, they went off to their homes. Those homes had fires. The painting was fine. There was no smoke damage. There was no singeing. There was no black ash on it. You know anything that that comes from the damage that comes from a fire. This painting was completely untouched. Yeah. So that was that was pretty pretty crazy. Now some of the investigations said that the fires were a mere coincidence. 
Um, but there has never been a valid explanation as to how the paintings have been untouched during any of these fires. At any point in time, no one can explain why the painting is fine. Wow. Note to self, don't get that one. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a bad looking painting. It's like a little no, toddler boy who's all. got some tears coming down his face. Mm-hmm. Like he's obviously very sad about something. It doesn't look especially It's beautifully menacing. done. Yeah. It's beautifully done. So I can see why it was popular. Um, you know, a very beautiful piece of art, but uh, it will catch your shit on fire. <laughs> that painting is hot. <laughs> oh. I'm done. I'm done. I'm logging off. Mm -mm. Oh, good. You're fired. (laughs) Sick burn. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Before we continue with these terrible, terrible puns, (laughs) I chose um, the Hope Diamond. Yes. And I chose it because guess what? I Every girl loves jewelry. I didn't know that the Hope Diamond was supposed to be cursed. Oh, really? I didn't. I knew very little about the Hope Diamond except that it was exceptionally large and exceptionally expensive. Mm-hmm. That's all I really knew. Yes. So it has a very long history. And honestly, there are deaths and things around it. But the the main one I found was this one lady who actually bought it because she believed it was a good luck charm. (laughs) So we'll get there, but... I'm going to guess she was proven wrong. She was indeed. But she still didn't believe it. But but everybody says that, yeah, (laughs) she she was an optimist (laughs) for sure. So the Hope Diamond is supposed to be worth $250 million dollars. With your pinky to your mouth. Yes. Supposedly, whoever wears it has great misfortune. The story behind it was that it was stolen from the eye or the forehead of a Hindu um, goddess statue, um, goddess Sita, in India. And the reason they said it was cursed was because this man stole it out of the goddess statue. And then after he sold it, he was ripped apart by wild dogs in Russia while he was traveling in Russia. That was the story. But the truth behind it is that that none of that is accurate. Jean-Baptiste Tavernier was a jewelist. He traveled through India from 1640 to 1667, buying up all these diamonds and things. And then when he had them all bought up, he, he bought the Hope Diamond as one of them. At the time, it was uncut. So it was just a rough diamond. It was about 112 and 3 sixteenths carats. Very large blue diamond. And Oh, and see, I read that it was 115 carats. Yeah, I heard that from another place. So I okay. I went with the one that seemed accurate. Freaking big is yes, what it is. Large, large diamond. But that was uncut. So then he sold it to King Louis the 14th. And it was King Louis XIV who had it cut into a beautiful diamond, which reduced its size from 112 down to 67 and one-eighths carats. So it went from 112 to 67. So then he had it, um, and, and by the way, Tavernier, the guy who sold it to the king, he died in Russia, in, but he was 84 years old and he was not ripped apart by dogs. 
<laughs> In all fairness, the wild dogs in Russia are pretty intense, so I wouldn't have been yeah, surprised. That is a real thing. Still, mm-hmm. there, there are still wild dogs in Russia. Because, you know, it's Russia. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he, he died at 84 years old. Um, so King Louis XIV, he cut it down. It was stolen well after his death. It stayed in the royal family, but it was stolen in 1791, in September of 1791. And it resurfaced, but with a new cut in 1813 in London. So it was missing okay. for quite a while and it resurfaced. At first, they weren't sure if it was the Hope Diamond, but because it was so large, they thought, and it was a blue diamond, they figured somebody, whoever stole it, recut it so that it wouldn't be as recognizable. Mm-hmm. So that's why they figured it had a different style cut on it. King George IV of England bought it. And then when he passed, it was sold. And then in 1839, Henry Philippe Hope of Hope & Co. Bank, um, they owned it. Now in 1839, that's the year that Henry Hope passed away and it went down to his relatives. And then eventually um, Evelyn McLean bought it. So she bought it as a good luck charm. She believed that anything, she had this weird belief that anything could be turned into a good luck charm if you believed it enough. So she bought this Hope Diamond that already had rumors around it that, you know, because of its origin and being passed down through royalty and all that, that it was cursed. She bought it specifically as a good luck charm. And she still believed when she died that it was. But everybody around her was like, girl, your both your kids died. Your husband went insane to the point that he died in a mental institution. All while she was owning this diamond? Yes. Jeez. So she, she was still holding, grasping on to the good luck thing. And they're like, no, no, girl. But then mm-hmm. she died and it moved on again. Well, in fact, her older daughter died in her 20s of suicide. So her yes. her son died at nine years old in a car accident. And her 25, I think, year old daughter committed suicide. And then her husband went completely bonkers, like crazy town banana pants. Probably because his wife has all these cursed objects hanging around their house. And she's like, no, it's good luck. Mm -hmm. But get this, though. After she died, it was sold. And Harry Winston bought it. (sighs) And he actually... Winston. (laughs) He actually used it to raise money for charities. He would let women um, pay to wear it to special events and stuff. And then the money would go to charities. And then when he was done doing that, like when he felt it appropriate, he donated it to the Smithsonian Institute in 1958. And actually, when that happened, there was a big uprising and people did not want the Institute to have it because they believed that it would bring bad luck on the entire country. They believed that it would curse the country for a century. (laughs) And that was 1958. So... Maybe we are still cursed. Who knows? (laughs) Right. So, um, but the, you know, the Institute took it anyway and it went on tour for a while and now it is on display in the National Museum of Natural History. It's in a diamond type, like a gemstone display there. So you can actually go and see it right now if you wanted to. And my husband has seen it. 
again, um, like we were talking about in our last episode of White House stuff on that same field trip that he took in in school, they went to the Smithsonian and he stood in front of the Hope Diamond and was I, I asked him, I said, how big is it? He's like, it's massive. Mm. And it is beautiful. I mean, it is this just gorgeous blue sapphire color but it's not a sapphire it's a diamond Mm -hmm. and i was like that's spooky he's like yeah it's really intimidating so is he cursed (laughs) i mean he ended up with me (laughs) (laughs) so it is a good luck charm yeah (laughs) or not (laughs) depending on how you look at it but no, I do I do love the Hope Diamond. It is beautiful. Um, there's another diamond. I can't remember which one it is. I thought it was the Hope Diamond, but as you're going through stuff, there's another jewel that sunk two ships. Like ships were carting it and it sunk like it sunk with both of those ships and every time it sunk, people would go down and retrieve all the jewels and this big gem was part of it. I'm going to have to do some research. I bet that was the inspiration for the movie Ghost Ship. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, it is. One of my faves. Of course, you guys already know that. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for some uh, cursed furniture? Yes, lay it on me. Cursed <laughs> furniture. <laughs> so this is Thomas Busby's chair. Mm-hmm. Popularly known as Busby's Stoop Chair, this wooden furniture is cursed by the spirit of Thomas Busby, who was known to ruthlessly murder people. He was not a very nice guy. That's not nice. Mm -hmm. Now, before getting hanged for his crimes, he requested to have a meal in his favorite local pub. So not only did he get his last meal, but he got to go to said place that would serve his last Mm -hmm. meal. Upon finishing his meal, Busby stood and said, May sudden death come to anyone who dares sit on my chair. Oh my gosh. Dramatic much? (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. But apparently it held true because ever since then, 63 people dared sit on his chair. They all met an untimely and terrifying death. Oh my gosh. 63 people. That's a lot of people. I was shooketh. So later, the owner of the pub donated the chair to the Thirsk Museum, T-H-I-R-S-K Museum in, in the UK. And it is still there. However, it is hung 1.5 meters off the ground <laughs> to prevent any further deaths. Oh my gosh. So it was in the pub still forever. And all these people kept getting seated at that table. And they were, Mm -hmm. oh, that's messed up. That's the chair hanging on the wall. And that person, the pub owner, they just kept, (laughs) they just kept sitting people in it. I mean, in all fairness, how are you going to find out till later? You know, I guess people come, they eat, they do whatever. And they're in the pubs and stuff. And then come to find out, people are dying, and they were just in your pub. Like, how how long would it take for 63 people to sit in that chair in a busy pub? Like, a couple weeks? Could be. So, a couple weeks worth of patrons. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
all met an untimely and terrifying death. Now, I did not go into details on that untimely and terrifying death, because I will be a fair. I was a little bit too upset that 63 people had died after sitting in it. So mm. I was like, fuck no. I wonder if they no. were ripped apart by no. dogs in Russia. Right. I showed that to my, I told my husband that story and he's like, I'm going to sit in it. <laughs> that is why women live longer than men. You know Seriously. <laughs> that is it right there. That's the reason why. I said, no, you're not. Well, my last object, my cursed okay. object is the Bassano vase. So this vase, I could not figure out where it actually originated from, but apparently it was given to a bride on her wedding day as a wedding gift. And she loved it, thought it was pretty, whatever. And then that night, I guess toward the end of all the celebrations and such, she was found dying, clutching this vase. And as she breathed her last breath, she said that she vowed revenge for her death and she was holding this vase while she like said i'll get you or whatever so yeah so the the theory is they're not sure if it was cursed before she died or if she's the one that cursed it but either way is cursed so i guess a bunch of people were dying around it so much so that the family actually hid it away they hid it off in a secret location and that worked for a while it kept it safe for a while but when it was found, it was found with a note from the family. And the note very simply said, warning, this vase brings death. Like, don't deal with Jeez. this vase. And what did the person do who found this terrifying thing? They sold they put it. put it on display. <laughs> nope, they oh, sold okay. it. They sold it and a pharmacist bought it from them. That pharmacist died three months after purchasing it, after acquiring it. So okay. then it was sold again. 37-year-old surgeon died two months after acquiring it. Then an archaeologist purchased it, died uh-huh. after three months of owning it. So, yeah, that face, bad news. I think it's been put away again. Now, did the family, the family that was hiding it away, did they all die? Is that why the there was a note and it was found? They, not all of them died, but several of them did, which is why they put the note on it and they hid it off. And apparently when they hid it in the secret location, the deaths stopped. Okay. So, and what I read was after this archaeologist died, it became obvious that something was amiss and somebody hid the vase off again. So supposedly it's, it's hidden off somewhere protecting us all. I did hear that it was, uh, some say it's buried in a lead coffin. Oh, geez. An accessible place. Nice. So if any of you guys that know about lead and, and spirits, and curses and stuff. You know where we need to go, though? Hmm. I'm just saying, after doing lots of research, this was all, this episode for me was almost like the, the favorite movies episode. Mm-hmm. There were so many cool things to choose from. I was like, Cindy, why you gotta make me narrow this down? 
but we did and we're here, but you, you know where we need to go. No, I know this is on your bucket list. Yes, it is. It I is know not far. It is not far from me. I mean, so if you wanna, <laughs> it's 14 so hours from me if I don't even stop to pee. <laughs> if you want to fly down to my house, we will all pile, we'll pile in my car together and we will go. And we will go to the Myrtle's Plantation in Louisiana. Yes, girl. That place is so freaking haunted. Because the Love very it. first, anytime I did any research on cursed objects, the first one to pop up was the, the cursed mirror. Mm. And it's it's been spoken about on a lot of other podcasts, so that's why I didn't pick it. But it is said to be, that plantation in whole is said to be haunted AF at every twist and turn and not even nighttime haunted guys mm-hmm. okay like like the witching hour and stuff like that we're talking daytime haunted mm-hmm. like all the stuff all the time damn i love the one picture of the outside of the house where you can see the lady standing like i can't remember if she was standing on a porch or like beside the house or something but you can totally mm-hmm. see a woman standing there, and that's not that's there. Pretty cool, love it. That woman is not actually there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that place, and then the other place. I, upon doing my research, I did want to found another another location that is on my bucket list, and so we need to take a trip to Connecticut, mm-hmm. and we need to go to the Occult Museum, which is where all of Ed and Lorraine Warren stuff <laughs> is, including Annabelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, though. Do I need to be in a place like that? <laughs> I need you to go with me to a place like that so that you can tell me everything that's going on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And then you can feel what Brooke feels every time she hangs right. out with you. <laughs> Talk about going into a room where every single item has a do not touch sign on it. <laughs> Warning, do not touch. Yeah. But I mean, they collected so many cursed objects over their their time mm. together doing their business of yeah. paranormal and such. Because if you guys didn't know, Ted and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring movies, mm. they were real people. They yeah. did real things. And they, Annabelle is a real doll, and she's actually a Raggedy Andy. She is a Raggedy Andy, and that's weird. Mm-hmm. She is creepy, and she is locked behind glass, and it said, there is a sign on there that says, do not open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to open it. Oh, you know some idiot's going to open it <laughs> when she passes away, because Ed has passed away already, but Lorraine is still living. Is Isn't she really? She? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she is. Let me... Let me Google it real quick. Right? Oh, my God. Get on the interwebs. <laughs> nope. No. Nope, she died in 2019. Aw. Mm-hmm. Really? April 18th, 2019. And Ed died in 06. Yeah. I knew he was passed already. They were pretty amazing people, though. Yeah. Even if they weren't totally believed, <laughs> I still give them props. Um, honestly, it was quite the love story, too. So, oh, yeah. Surrounded by all their cursed objects. <laughs> this was an intense episode for me. Did you have it? Did you have any other stories? 
No. I'm just no. over here rattling. Not that I not that I picked out, but I do have that hair from my grandparents' house. And I I don't know that I would call that a cursed object because nobody's ever like had bad luck befall them because of it. But your dog hated it though. I did have a dog that hated it. She barked at the closet insistently the whole time it was in there. And the moment that I took it out of that closet, she never did it again. It was weird. I'm going to make a doll out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get cursed objects. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Does Clifford hate it? He hasn't paid it any attention. Yeah, I know you brought it back to your house. It's on your piano now, yes, isn't it? It is on my piano, tucked away. You can't see it. It's behind the music stand part oh, of okay. the piano. Nobody knows it's there. Really? She's sitting there. Well, my family knows, but oh, <laughs> when okay. I have company over, they have no idea. I that was like, sitting. geez, you didn't tell your husband <laughs> that there's just hair sitting right. on the piano. Oh, he thinks I've lost my my marbles for sure. You know. The whole, why would you keep something like that thing? But it's part of my family's history. You should have history. known when he married you. Right? We got <laughs> married in the house. Aww. Like, come on. So Have you gone wedding... through the pictures? Yes. <laughs> seeing if there's any extra. Yes. I really wanted to find something, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, they, they let you have your special right? day. They did. <laughs> So what about you guys? Have you, our, our dear, dear listeners, which we, again, thank you from the bottom of our, our cold, dark, spooky hearts <laughs> for listening, because honestly, our podcast would just be us speaking into the ether. And again, the ghosts would have to deal with Cindy and I talking. So thank you guys <laughs> very much for listening. And if you know of any cursed objects, maybe your family had one or... You know, there's there's one that you saw a movie about or anything like that. Let us know on our Facebook group, mm-hmm. True Hauntings Facebook group. Shoot, you know what? We should do a post in the group that says, "Do you does your family have a cursed object? If so, leave a picture yes. and the story behind it, and we can do another episode that Ooh, is just yes. our listeners' cursed objects." I come up with the greatest ideas. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yes, we yeah. do need to do that. Cindy, take a note. Yes. Take take a memo. I'm on it. All right. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Give us your spooky stories, either on the Facebook group. You can also send Cynthia an email. Cynthia at truehauntings.com. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then remember, guys, if you ever get tired of listening to us or you want to read more of Cindy's stories that you may have missed out on, um, definitely hop over to truehauntings.com. It's hauntingsplural.com. And there we have a blog where Cindy posts all of her stories. And you can even sign up for alerts in case we do go to any of these spooky locations together. You know, we'll give you give you guys a heads up and all that kind of fun stuff. Yes, ma'am. Join the fun. Join the community of spooky people. And don't forget the EVPs of September. <laughs> I know we talked about it. I know we talked about it early in this episode, but I am just so freaking excited for that. Yeah. But episode it's creepy it's very creepy Mm -hmm. you don't want to miss it all right guys 
We love chatting with you guys about all the spooky things, and we'll see you next time. Until then, spooky later. Ooh.